If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you don't mind today, I need to teach us a core lesson because I really believe it's going to inform where we go this week, next week, next month, and truthfully for the years in front of us. The only positive change that we'll ever get is the change that we fight for. There, there is no such thing as overturning the status quo of completely changing course in a positive direction without fighting as if your life depends on it. And I need us to understand that even with the Biden-Harris administration, we would all be wrong to assume that they are simply going to do right by us. I don't even mean that as an insult to them. I'm letting you know that the only change we've ever gotten was change that we fought like hell for. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Change is incredibly difficult. In, in fact, our entire infrastructure and political system here in the United States or political systems are really designed not to accelerate change, not to advance or promote change. They are really designed to preserve the way things are. And when we say, okay, we're not really satisfied with the way things are. We want to advance critical, pivotal, essential change. What I've come to understand is you have to fight like hell for that. As glad as I am, and, and I have no ifs, ands, or buts about this, as glad as I am that Donald Trump has been defeated, that he will no longer be in the White House and that his his cabinet, his staff, his administration, from Stephen Miller on down. Stephen Miller is a, a white supremacist that has been there from the day Trump started all the way until today and has overseen some of the most racist, bigoted, dangerous policies and rhetoric. As glad as I am to see all of them go, I have also been around long enough to understand that we will still also listen carefully, we will still have to fight to make sure that the Biden-Harris administration does right by us. We will still have to hold them accountable. We will still have to speak our agenda to them so that they understand it. And let me now defend both of them. They have an incredibly difficult job ahead of them. They are inheriting a country where now over 10 million people have contracted the coronavirus. 
Nearly 250,000 people have died this year alone from it. They are inheriting a country whose economy has been decimated by this pandemic. They still have to concern themselves with national security in addition to the pandemic. And what happens in any administration with these types of concerns is they go in there and have to undo every horrible thing that Trump and his, and his administration have done. It is very easy for our deepest, most serious concerns to be put on the back burner. And the only way in 2021, in 2022 and beyond, that this incoming administration understands and takes seriously our concerns is if we fight to make sure they understand. In politics, and I've been doing this for 20 plus years, if you ever just assume that your favorite political leaders are going to do right by you, you will be sorely disappointed, critically disappointed. You have to lobby them. You have to give them plans and instructions. You have to show them your preferences and the policies that you want them to support. And even after you show them, you have to drum up the support and create coalitions. There is no change on any policy that we care about. That just happens. It doesn't work like that. And particularly when we're talking about the policies around mass incarceration and police violence, those policies and the role of the federal government in them are so complex that in some ways we have to show people here is what our plan is, here is how the Biden-Harris administration could advance this plan, now let's fight for it. Now, I want to begin talking about what some of that plan should be because we are about to release just that type of plan. I'll be right back. Over the course of this year, so many gaps in America's healthcare system have been exposed, in particular, access to mental health services. Millions of people who need it either don't know where to begin or cannot afford this basic need, and BetterHelp, one of my favorite companies online, is working to change that. BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. They offer a broad range of expertise that simply isn't available in so many areas around the country. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. It's safe as well, and financial aid is available. Right now, if you visit betterhelp.com breakdown, that's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash breakdown. You can join over a million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And right now, they have a special offer just for breakdown listeners. You get 10% off of your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash breakdown. Check it out. Behind the scenes, our team at the Grassroots Law Project, we have been working furiously 
to really craft a policy plan that the Biden-Harris administration can adopt and begin to administer and advance on day one. And we've tried to craft a policy plan. We're going to release this tomorrow. We've tried to craft a policy plan that they can do without a congressional majority, that they can do without um, alienating their voters. We believe that there is a way for them to advance critical justice reform policies that are actually popular uh, and even have bipartisan support. And And you'll hear me talk more about this tomorrow. What we don't want them to do is to blame not having a congressional majority on why they can't advance most of these ideas. And we have a feeling that that's what they're going to do, even as we have studied Joe Biden's justice policies from his political campaign. A lot of them assumed that he had a strong majority in the Senate, which he does not. And even if uh, John Ossoff and uh, uh, Raphael Warnock both win their races, and I hope they do, and we'll be fighting for them to do so, even with a 50-50 Senate with Kamala Harris as a tie-breaking vote, there's only a little bit of justice reform that we think can still pass through that group. We'll fight for it, and I think it's important and necessary to do so. But we're going to craft a plan that the White House can do by executive order, by internal policy, by hiring, by the way that they handle uh, cases in the DOJ. And I can't wait for you to see it. You've probably heard me say this a thousand times, particularly if you've listened here on the podcast, where we're nearing 400 episodes of The Breakdown. If you've heard me across the years, you've heard me say, the thing that we call the criminal justice system or the legal system or the criminal legal system, it's highly complex. And we do ourselves a major disservice to pretend otherwise. And instead of dumbing down a plan that we think, you know, maybe, you know, three points or five points, we just we don't think that's appropriate because the system doesn't need two things. It actually needs a hundred different things. And we want to spell that out to educate you and to show the Biden-Harris administration a smart path forward. Listen, I've got to run. We're going to work on this plan that I'm talking about right now. And um, I hope that you all are ready for it. Take care, everybody. Break it down. It's the pathway to freedom that's leading to the North Star. Hey everybody, I want to tell you about a brand new podcast that I love a lot. And it's not because there's a woman that I love who is the co-host, my dear wife, Ray. But she is co-hosting a brilliant, important, essential podcast called Woke at Work with Dr. Blanca Ruiz. It's an amazing podcast 
about women of color in the workplace and all of the unique challenges and opportunities and sophistications. And they have brilliant interviews and they unpack the myriad of issues, what it really means to be a woman of color in leadership in the workplace and so much more. You spell it W-O-C at work, W-O-C at work, women of color at work. Search it. It's on all of the platforms now. It's getting amazing reviews and I want you to check it out. 